0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Allie Melnicki, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How are you doing this afternoon, Robert?
1: <laughs> Allie, I'm doing great. Glad to be back up north, ready to go ahead and start breaking down uh, this, that, and pretty much every other thing for week number seven of the NFL.
0: Well, before we get all that, let's give a big congratulations to Robert. He officially obtained uh... <laughs> key person gaming license in Nevada yesterday. <laughs> So give a round of applause for that. How does it feel to be a made man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it feels really great. It was a very long, arduous, dedicated process to uh, to get here, and I'm uh, um, I feel very uh, privileged and honored to be a part of uh, of gaming in in the state of Nevada after all these years. It's um something that's uh it is something I'll never forget, uh, and I'm just really glad that it's. That it's here and uh, we can you know, move forward with you know, some really great new endeavors in this beautiful state of ours.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Congratulations again. So let's jump right into the NFL. It was quite a game last night with the Saints and the Cardinals. I had the Saints plus two and a half and everything looked great. And then Andy Dalton showed me why he's Andy Dalton through two <laughs> six sixes before uh, halftime. They did make a, a, a kind of a comeback in the second. But really quick, Robert, before we get into the games for this weekend, what were your takeaways from last night's game?
1: I'm not sure if Arizona is quite ready for prime time, despite them putting up a, a bushel load of points. Um, New Orleans, with very very limited offensive starters, uh, did end up pulling you know across the thirty point barrier. And most cases, you get to that level, you're going to win games. Uh, just so happens to be that the Saints are just told pretty much everywhere. Uh, but I think for Arizona to to make some real amends and some noise to make them uh, a playoff contender right now, just forget about, you know, winning the championship to make the playoffs. Your, the defense has to definitely tone up a little bit. Uh, and and honestly, uh, it, it looked like it was a good start. I mean, they, they still have quite a bit ways to go, but I think the Cardinals can probably fix their offense based off of what happened last night.
0: I feel like watching that game, the best way to describe it is just two dumpster fire teams played against each other. I mean, it was just a chaotic, crazy game. I give Arizona's defense credit for getting three interceptions. I think that that was a three-score swing that gave Arizona the lead. Kyler Murray looked frustrated in the first, especially the first quarter, yelled at Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline, which I think that was uncalled for, but. I don't know what happened with between them. They seem to have kind of right it. DeAndre Hopkins definitely makes a difference. You could see that in the offense. I'm not going to put too much credo in it, though, because the Saints were missing some key players, especially in their secondary. Marshawn Lattimore was out. Right. But, I, yeah, I don't know if you could take too much away. I think that this was a sloppy win for the Cardinals. Definitely wasn't a good game for the Saints. Andy Dalton really is not going to be the answer, nor is Jameis Winston. I don't know what the Saints are planning. I think that they're about to go into rebuild mode. They do have a bright spot with Chris Olave at wide receiver. He definitely had a good game. Alvin Kamara was just nowhere to be found. That really surprised me. But no more getting into that game. A tale of just two teams that I just think are not going to be in the playoffs this year. Let's get to the biggest game of the week. And when I was writing this agenda yesterday, I thought it was going to be the biggest game of the week. And that was before the 49ers acquired Christian McCaffrey late last night. But we do have the Chiefs and the 49ers. So, Robert, two things. What are the odds looking at now in the total? And then number two, how how has Christian McCaffrey's presence affected the line totals?
1: Oh, boy, immediately, Allie. Um, <laughs> I'm throwing I, it right at you. I mean, it's just and – it, and it, it, it came uh, very hard, very quickly, the moment the news was reported that McCaffrey's – you know, coming home, obviously, uh, you know, Stanford alumnus. So he is coming back home. And we're looking now at a uh, a game that we opened up Kansas City as a three-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got bet down to two. Uh, so Kansas City now is two in the total. Uh, was 46 and a half. Now with McCaffrey's presence, it's bet all the way up to 49. So Kansas wow. City two and 49 just off of that trade alone. Uh, futures. Uh, San Francisco is now the number two choice. Wow, in, in terms of how short, the odds are. Uh, leapfrogging Kansas City and Philadelphia off of just that one move. Uh, I, 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 I am not surprised. No, uh, I didn't know it was going to come this quickly, and we're not even up to uh, week seven game yet.
0: When the news broke last night, I was obviously watching the game and then I just totally tuned out the entire fourth quarter cuz that was when the news broke about McCaffrey going. But I immediately said to my dad cuz we were watching the game together, I said, "The Niners are favored." I said that as the like, the Niners are going to be favorites right now to win the NFC. Whether they will win or not, I'm not sure. I want to see what Christian McCaffrey looks like. Let's not forget he's still a very injury prone as it seems like everyone is on the 49ers. But Let's just presume, Robert, that Christian McCaffrey stays healthy. I mean, is there a team with a better running game in the NFL besides the 49ers right now?
1: They were they were among the tops in the league all right. Yeah. The trade. All right. And it's just the way their system is built. You could plug in anybody and they're gonna pick up chunks. That's that's just the beauty of, of Shanahan's offense. So with putting in someone like McCaffrey who has vision beyond I think anybody in the league from from the running back position, it, it's going to be a, a really huge boon for the offense. You know, we're going to obviously see a massive boost uh, in, in their performance week over week only because of how injured they were last week. Uh, they got themselves behind the eight ball playing uh, Atlanta and things started to unravel from there. But now they're home, a week of rest, uh, and eventually we're going to see you know, an offense, and I'm in. The of Kansas City doesn't have the best of defenses, especially against the run. Right. So we're going to see like real prime McCaffrey here if, if he even picks up. I don't. Know, I don't think he's going to get a, a huge load immediately, but I'm thinking 15 carries, probably get five targets, so 20 in all. Uh But he's he's going to make a ma- massive impact right from the very beginning. And I honestly think we're going to see uh, we're going to see a shootout on this one. So if if we wanted to go ahead and and take a look at an angle for this game from a betting perspective, uh, I can immediately say that we'll probably look for the game, despite it getting up to 49, probably will creep up into the low 50s, in my opinion, Ellie.
0: Yeah, I would jump on the over for this one for sure. And even before the Niners acquired McCaffrey, I did like the Niners for this game. I like them even more right now. You mentioned it, this is a homecoming for McCaffrey, even if he has a limited workload. I think that he is going to come out and be as explosive as he can be. Can you imagine a better scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo though right now, Robert? I mean, just a few months ago, he was persona non grata. He was, he had to take a pay cut to stay with the Niners. No team showed interest in trading for him. Now, not only did he get his starting job back, but he has Christian McCaffrey right behind him in the backfield. Can, can Jimmy Garoppolo have lucked out any more besides his good looks in life?
1: Hey, what happened there? I saw what you did there.
0: <laughs> he just uh, looked like a lucky guy.
1: Yes, as he has. and and it's really been an amazing uh, you know, tiptoeing through raindrops without a doubt is he was uh, forget about outside looking in. he He wasn't part of any of the plan in uh, in early August even. so for for him to not only be, uh, you know, the person behind the helm of a three and three football team, uh and and now is what looks like at least from a betting perspective uh the odds-on favorite to win the nfc it really is uh quite the charm right for jimmy
0: yeah i agree uh so like <laughs> i said i'm definitely taking the over in this game i still like the niners who are you picking robert
1: oh yeah no it's it's a spread that's definitely shrunk it really is just from a, a side perspective, it really does look weird to see Kansas City only as a two-point favorite. But it's San Francisco's game here. They they got all the tools that they need. Um, I, I actually think that San Francisco does get the win. Um, I'd lean more towards the over, as I uh, uh, mentioned to it just a few minutes ago. So my my real my real lean here would be to see the game go to 50 or more points.
0: Yeah, good good call. So let's move on to the game that I'm very excited to talk about even more than the Chiefs and the Niners, and that's our New York Giants. They're going down to Jacksonville this week. I've heard chatters all week. This is a trap game for the Giants. I can't say 100% disagree. We are riding high. This is the first week I've seen in many power rankings the Giants have broken not only the top 15. I've seen them break the top 10 in a few. So I am a bit nervous about this game. It looks like we're getting still a little healthier. Some of our receiving course, like Kadaris Tony, and Kenny Galladay, is still a bit away.s But the defense looks to be getting a little better. Robert, for this game, what are we looking at for the odds?
1: Oddly, it's uh, odds. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, the Jaguars at 2-4 and four are three-point favorite with a total 43. The game has not moved not one inch off of that all week long. And here we are, you know, leading up into the game for the weekend. So three and 43 alley Jaguar, the favorite.
0: So that's why I said at the beginning that it doesn't surprise me that people are saying this is a trap game, because I believe even from a public betting standpoint for the line not to move, I think I've seen a lot of public money coming in on the New York Giants, which isn't surprising. The Giants are five and one. The Jaguars are two and four. They lost the last few games in a row. They really haven't played well lately. Blew a lead to the Colts last week. They got beat by the Texans. That's the Texans only win this season. They gave up a 14-point lead to the Eagles a few weeks prior to that. It seems like their two wins were just kind of an anomaly for the year. This is a tough one for me, Robert, because as a Giants fan, I can't go against my team. But I can't go for my team either in this situation. So this is a game I'm just going to lay off and watch and enjoy. I will say, though, in terms of the total, I'll definitely lean under like I do with just about every Giants game. The Jaguars, even if their offenses isn't consistent, they still have a very good underrated defense. So for me, my play is the under on this one. And I'm not touching the spread or the money line because my heart's too invested. What about you?
1: Allie, how unusual a year? Uh, and for me, I always, always stay away from the Giants because they are yep. my home team. So I I never bet on or against them just right. because this is one that just jumps out and says, if I just separate myself and my fandom from this, they, they're the better team. Yeah. In every facet, they've won five of their first six games of the year. And this is completely disabled and with major starters completely inactive for the vast majority of it they're catching three to a team that's been wildly inconsistent in their losses uh they're coming off of a loss yes i know that they're going to be at home but you can't tell me that uh, you know when i gave i actually gave jacksonville a, a one and a half maybe one point home field advantage right they're telling me that they're two points the better against new york i highly doubt that i would be glad to take plus three here from a better's perspective
0: yeah, I mean in my pick 'em pools I'm definitely taking the Giants. Like there's no I, again, I I'd rather bet for my team than against them. Not necessarily bet, but I'm picking them. But I just think this is a case where the Giants are just still getting disrespected. If you would have asked me before the odds came out at the end of Sunday night what the line would have been, I would have said I think it should be a pick 'em, maybe like you said the Jaguars get a point point and a half because they are the home the home team, the Giants still, they don't blow anyone out. They win just by the hair of their skin. But when I saw the two, the three points, I was just baffled. And that's why I was thinking more, is this really a trap game for the Giants? Are we really going to start to get exposed? But then I thought more, and I said, who are the Jacksonville Jaguars to get three points? Like, come on. Our, our, I, I don't understand the spread, Robert. I really don't. I don't want to fall into the trap, though, that a lot of public betters are, though, siding with the Giants. I don't know, from all points, even if we, like, I just compare, We I think we have the better quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, just still hasn't popped. We definitely have the better running game behind Saquon Barkley. And even the defense, I would give our defense the edge over theirs. I mean, what am I missing? What are the Jaguars better than the Giants? And definitely not coaching.
1: No, definitely not coaching. Uh, that's actually the, the main reason why I think the Giants are performing uh, as good as they are. Uh, because of coaching, because they believe in the system that's in place. Uh, it's absolutely the way I feel it.
0: Yeah. All I want to say, uh, and we'll move on to this one because I don't want to think too much in it, is I hope the Jacksonville Jaguars, I hope Trevor Lawrence throws to Evan Ingram a lot, and I hope Evan Ingram drops every single pass that comes in his direction. <laughs> so we can remind Jaguars fans why he is no longer our tight end. And I haven't been more impressed with Daniel Bellinger to start the year. So I'm glad we did. Part ways
1: with Evan Ingram. The, the final note here, Ali, on this game yep. is that from a betting perspective here at the Book of Baldini's: ninety-five point, Let's just call it ninety-six percent of all spread tickets are on the New York Giants.
0: Oh, I hate hearing that. I hate <laughs> it.
1: I knew it. I had. I just looked at it. I'm like, wait a second. This has to be known. At this oh my gosh. Conference. If this
0: wasn't my team and I heard 90% of we're on one team, I would put all my cards yeah. on the other team. But yeah. uh, Well, sometimes the books are wrong, Robert. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. But let's move on to a game that normally I wouldn't highlight as a marquee game. But the big news of the week, which I think you are probably just as surprised as I am. But Tua Tagleva... Uh, I always pronounce his name wrong. But Tua is back. and. I'm just really unsure why they rushed him back. He only missed two games. He had that scary in- incident on Thursday Night Football a few weeks ago after he just got concussed and it, he went into the fencing position, It was just a horrible sight to see, really fell for the guy. But he is starting this week. So, Robert, first of all, what are the odds for this game and how surprised are you that Tua is starting?
1: All right. So the Dolphins. Uh, We did open up the Dolphins as a seven-point favorite alley, uh, some places all the way up to seven and a half uh, in anticipation of uh, star quarterback Tackley The Steelers' uh, total right now is set at 45 and a half, kind of low if all things are being considered the way Miami performed with their star quarterbacks in weeks one and two.
0: Yeah, I, I love the over for that one. For me, this is a spread I looked at, and I know it's high, but I'm siding with Miami. I know on the Steelers' end, it I thought Mitch Trubisky would start, but it's sounding more like Kenny Pickett is at a concussion protocol. Sounds like he will start again. The Dolphins, as bad as they have been on defense, their defense is a little bit underrated, and I think they will feast off of a rookie quarterback returning after sustaining an injury last week. Even if Mitch Trubisky fills in for him, I think that the Dolphins' defense – should do a decent job containing them. For me, Tua does make a big difference, and I wasn't too high on him coming into the season. But from what I saw the first few games, he totally is in sync with Tyreek Hill and with Jalen Waddell. And we've seen both of their production slide in the two weeks that he's been missing. I think that the Dolphins with Tua, and I think Tua is actually going to perform very well, the guy's been injured than most more times than most quarterbacks in this league and he's come back stronger than ever any time. I don't think it's going to have too big of an effect on him. I think he's going to come out guns a blazing. I think the team is going to rally right behind Tua. So for me, it's a high number, but I'm taking the Dolphins to cover and I'm definitely taking the over in this game as well. How about you, Robert?
1: I will go over the total. I think the 45 and a half is set a little too low uh based on a few factors, right? Uh we, we know that Pittsburgh could hang pretty much with anybody, despite, you know, whether it's Trubisky or whether it's Pickett. They seem to be putting up points. They they play pretty fearlessly. It looks like Tomlin has them playing, you know, with house money basically from the opening bell in week one. Uh and they yeah, they look they're two and four for for a team that, you know, many people didn't give much of a chance to. Uh I so I do think that they'll they'll pop offensively, they'll probably score in the vicinity of 18 to 24, maybe even 27 points. Miami's going to bring it. Um, I you know, just, you know, per personal affectations aside, which I really don't think that Tygo Bailoa should be playing anymore. Right, He'll right. be here. It looks like he's ready to go. Uh, and if you just go off of the past performance that he had in the opening couple of weeks, it's, it's all guns blazing. So I think that Miami could probably put up in the vicinity of 31 to 37 points. That screams over the total pretty easily, Allie. So I'd I'd lean over that 45 and a half.
0: All right. We both agree on the total right there. Let's move on to another game that, again, I normally wouldn't highlight. But we don't have the best matchups this week. And in this matchup, we have the Packers who are just reeling. Lost to both New York teams back-to-back weeks. We talked on Monday about how the Packers are in danger. We both think of missing the playoffs. They get a favorable matchup, you would think, against the Washington Commanders. But the Commanders are starting Taylor Heineke this week, which I will get to my opinion on that start in a second. But before I do, Robert, what are the odds for this game?
1: This one's steady as she goes. We opened up Green Bay as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Got bet down to five some places, four-and-a-half, kind of all the same number. Total steady at 41, Allie.
0: So when I first glanced at this game, my first instinct was – That's that's a weird spread to be about five. I don't I don't like that number. It's hard to go one way or another. But then my second thought when I saw Taylor Heineke was starting was, I think this is Washington's guy. I don't think the clubhouse ever gravitated toward Carson Wentz. I kind of talked with a friend that's an Eagles fan about that. And they said, the Carson Wentz effect, you know, reverberates right around the league you saw with Indy, he never had the clubhouse. He never even had the clubhouse in Philadelphia after Nick Foles won that Super Bowl. They were very loyal to Nick Foles, the players, not so much Carson Wentz. And I think this is the same case. Taylor Heineke, Heineke didn't perform terrible. If you remember, they actually almost came close to beating the bucks in the wildcard game. I believe it was two years ago. I think the team will are, is going to be excited about playing behind Heineke. They definitely have the offensive tools between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson in the backfield, they have good receivers between Terry McLaurin, who's just been so underused this year, Curtis Samuel, and the rookie Jahan Dotson. I think that Washington. Well, I'm not going to call an upset. I I don't think that they will upset, but I do think Washington can hang that in there because let's be honest, Green Bay doesn't blow anyone out, and they have a tr- uh, they have problems winning as it is. They don't do that well on the road as they do at home, and we just saw them lose at home to the Jets. I don't have a good feel. Uh, uh, I'm not totally confident in my pick, but if I'm going to choose a side, I like the points with Washington. How about you, Robert?
1: Oh boy, we're getting a little boring. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, what if Taylor <laughs> Heineke is, is better than Carson Wentz? I agree. Right. All Wentz did was, I mean, he's, he's, he's good for 248 yards a game this for the entire season. 10 touchdowns, 6 interceptions for a QBR of 84. That's not screaming, you know, wild card, you know, or, or anything. It's 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 not good. So I'm I'm wondering if they're going to improve actually off of that. Uh, Green Bay, on the other hand, yeah, they're three and three, but the last two games have been really disappointing, uh, and against teams that were they were expected to win, you know, they were favorites in all of them from a betting perspective. So here we are, roll it right back again, third game in a row, their favorites. Uh, now back on the road, I still don't think that Green Bay can stretch the field with their wide receivers or tight ends. So it's no long, deep passing game, that's for sure. Uh, and uh, honestly, if you're not going to do that, then you might as well run it. But I haven't seen that happen either. So it just seems like the offense is still out of sync, Ali, and, and I'm not quite sure. I mean, look, my my gut's telling me that Green Bay wins this one by double digits. Uh, but if if I'd have to make a bet on this one, it'd probably be to grab the five points with the Washington Commanders.
0: All right, yep, we both agree on that one. The total is something I wouldn't touch being that low of a point. I can see this getting pretty dirty pretty quickly. Both defenses have underperformed this year. I would probably lean over on this one because like I said, I think the Commanders are gonna rally behind Heineke, put some points on the board. But you and I both agree, take the points with the Commanders. So now our last game that I want to highlight before we get into our rapid fire round is the Lions and the Cowboys. I wanted to highlight this one because it sounds like Dak should be back this week. And if he is Robert, I want to know, you know, what, what difference does Dak make? So let's hear from you the odds and what we're looking at with the point total.
1: It's been a shock, people, but uh, we opened up Dallas as a seven point favorite. And uh, as of about 11 o'clock Pacific this morning, uh, they're now six and, half point favorite so they're taking the lions here uh a one in four lions team coming off the buy uh Dak or not they're betting detroit and the total uh it's kind of been steady 48 now it's at 49 alley
0: yeah i i like i love lions right here this was when i looked at the lines one of my favorite picks before i found out how many people do like the lions as well but i i know people are underestimating a lot of I, a lot of people are still underestimating the Lions since they did get shut out by the Patriots two weeks ago. Let's not forget they were missing just about their entire offense that was week. DeAndre Swift should be back this week. Amon Rossing Brown should be healthier. I know the Cowboys have a very good defense, but still with or without Dak, I think that the even with the Lions not being great on defense, I still think this team is gonna struggle to score. And the one thing about the Lions is they play gritty. They have a week of rest. They're a lot healthier. They're a lot rested. I love the Lions to hang in there and to whether it's seven and a half, six and a half, I think they make this a very close game. So I'm going to take the points with the underdog. How about you, Robert?
1: I am probably more interested in seeing them put up their offense uh, and then stay closer than they have in the past two weeks, actually the whole entire month of October they've you know at first I thought they were going to just be a, a team that's good to score 35 a game uh, but that fell off because obviously they you know just like everyone else they suffered a ton of injuries primarily on the offensive side of the ball but right now with a total set to 49 uh, kind of a key number I think that the both of them can probably reach into the high 20s uh, and so I probably lean over 29 points, Allie, over 29. Oh, sorry, 49, over 49 points. That's what I'm thinking is because uh, both of these teams. I if the, the over under the was set to
0: 29 in that game, let me like just <laughs> empty my entire savings account I, I, and put the over.
1: <laughs> I make a very bad mistake if that was the number. <laughs> No, I like the
0: over, too. I I think that, you know, I I did like the over a few weeks ago when they played the Patriots. That obviously didn't hit because they got shut out. Like I said, they're rested this week. They got a lot of their playmakers back. I'm with you. I like the over as well. And I hope that they do upset them, but I'm not throwing all my eggs in a basket there. I'm actually going to, when we watch the games on Sunday because I'm in New Jersey, so I'm going out with my brother, and he randomly is a Lions fan. So, he will be rooting hard for the Lions to upset them. And I can't say I will disagree with him. But let's move on to the rapid fire round because we are running out of time. So, let's start off with two division rivals, the Browns and the Ravens. Robert, what are we looking at at the odds here?
1: Yeah, two and four Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, and right now, the Ravens, six and a half points favorite, the total set to 45 and a half.
0: I like Cleveland to hang in here. This is a game where i think that the ravens aren't as good as people think we saw lamar jackson has struggled as of late he blew the game to the giants last week with two costly turnovers the Bengals came very close to defeating them he blew the game a few weeks prior against the bills during a late interception i think even with jacoby Brissett, i think cleveland plays this one co this one close i'm not gonna pick the upset because i don't think they will upset them but i think they could make this a field goal game how about you robert
1: I'll, I'll go against you here at this one. I think that Baltimore finally figures things out in the fourth quarter and they win by seven or more. Allie.
0: All right. Well, we finally got a disagreement here. Cool. All right. Let's go on to man. This this spread just I saw skyrocketed. I'm glad that my uh my my odds lock in on Tuesday in my pick'em league. But the Bucks and the Panthers. What are we looking at after the trade, Robert?
1: After the trade, yeah. This one really ballooned. We had Tampa open as a ten and a half point favorite. It's now 13 at Carolina with a total set to 39 and a half.
0: I don't think there's any number you could put up that I wouldn't take with the Bucs. I know how bad the Bucks been, but Robert, I have no idea how the Panthers will score. Do you?
1: No, 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 no. They're getting shut out. Uh, go ahead and circle that one. We'll go back to that on Monday if you want to put a bookmark. Carolina probably won't put up a touchdown. I, I don't know if they'll probably scrape up a couple of field goals, but this is... This is a really, really disabled team, uh, and and I don't think that they're going to have uh, much of a spark at all against Tampa, who's really looking to get right at the perfect time.
0: Yeah, totally agree. And Brady's been hearing the criticism all week about his personal life, about him yelling at offensive linemen, so I do think he steps it up this game as well. Let's move on to a betters favorites team, and that's the Falcons taking on the Bengals this week. What are we looking at, Robert?
1: Yeah, here we go again as another dog. The Bengals are now a six and a half point favorite, hosting the Atlanta Falcons in total set to 47 and a half.
0: So this is where I'm going to buck the trend. I know Atlanta is six and oh against the spread this year, but all good things do come to an end. I think this is the week it comes to an end. Cincinnati matches up very well with the Falcons. They've been playing very good as of late. Jamar Chase showed last week while he looks like he's finally on page again with Joe Burrow. I think Atlanta. They caught San Francisco in the midst of, of of an array of injuries. Cincinnati's very healthy. They're starting to play better, just like they did last year. Again, if you don't forget, last year they started out a little slow, and then about this time, that's when they started coming on. I think Cincinnati wins comfortably here, Robert, and covers the spread. How about you? Oh,
1: very nice. Uh, I simply cannot do it. Uh, I, I can't. I don't blame you. I can't take undefeated, never lost. So I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. Just on principle alone here, six and a
0: half? Well, again, another disagreement, but I can't blame (laughs) you, but I I have to find there has to be a time. They're not going to go undefeated against the spread. And if they do, that's just wow for me. But I think this is a good matchup for the, for the Bengals this week on the road. I don't think the Falcons play as well away from home as they do um, when they are home. So Let's move on to a rematch of a few weeks ago, and that's the Colts versus Titans. And Colts are riding a win streak, so they've been doing pretty well lately. What are we looking at for this spread, Robert?
1: Absolutely. After starting off the season week, they're now three two and one. Tennessee three and two hosting the Indianapolis Colts, two and a half point favorite. This number has bounced all the way up and down and back again, from two to two and a half to three, and now it's settled once again at two and a half. The to total at forty two.
0: I mean, these Colts are just praying for Matt Ryan to retire, making him throw 58 times last week. That was ridiculous. (laughs) That being said, I do like the Colts in this matchup. It's hard to sweep a team in a season when it's your division rival and you're both just okay. I think Tennessee's a little overvalued. They have been playing above their pedigree, in my opinion. I'm still not too high on Tennessee. I think the Colts play very close the entire game. Two and a half is a tough number. But I actually think the Colts win this one outright. They seem to to be gelling right now. Matt Ryan seems to have found great connection with the rookie Alec Pierce. Michael Pittman had another big game last week. I think they're finally coming around. I'm going to take the Colts not only to cover but to win on this game. How about you, Robert?
1: It's a wildly, wildly tight number. I Actually, if I break down and take a look at my Week 7 power rankings, they are literally right there neck and neck. And I think that honestly – uh, Indianapolis was uh, really given uh, many huge favors by not having anyone come in and attack their the front four of Jacksonville did really nothing at all to pressure Matt Ryan and I think it's going to be a big big difference this time out so if I had to lean my lean is actually on Tennessee to win this one and I think if they win they will probably cover
0: all right let's move on to the Texans and Raiders Robert what are we looking at
1: Houston Texans are uh, uh, weird this whole game is so weird I mean they're a combined two wins between the two of them. So, uh, Raiders, as it is a seven-point favorite, in the total forty-five and a half.
0: I can't lay that many points with the Raiders. I know the Raiders are probably better than their one and four record. I know the Texans; they were lucky to get a win with Jacksonville, but the Texans have hung in there with some of their bigger components. They took the they took the Chargers pretty deep. They almost upset the the Broncos a few weeks back. I think that, or well, they didn't almost upset him, but they hung in the cover. I think that Houston will will play it close. If anything, there's a backdoor cover that I'm not willing just to lay seven points with a team that's one and four. So I'm going to take the points with Houston. How about you, Robert? All
1: right, so I, I'm i looking here. Uh, Renfro's hip is making him questionable. Uh, Waller, I already know, is out uh, with his hamstring, so he's not going to play. So this is weird As as I'm looking at all these injuries piling up for the vegas raiders i say that they do cover this one so this is finally it worst one in four team ever uh they get the win and i think they win by double digits
0: oh wow okay with all those injuries <laughs> i should wait i should start the episode with the rapid fire round we seem to disagree more on these games <laughs> That's okay. Uh, Let's move on to the Jets, who are surprising, been playing very good lately, and the reeling Broncos. What are we looking at for the odds here, Robert?
1: Lord, Ali, this is more of the utter collapse of the Denver Broncos franchise than the New York Jets. Uh, I I really want this to be a great story for both, because there's there's some really bright, shining moments here with the Jets that we could talk about, but Lord, we opened up the Broncos as a three-point favorite, and All we're getting is New York Jets money. The game is now down to pick. Uh, Even for one hot second, we got the Jets as a one-point favorite before I came back down to pick. The total, very low, set to 38.
0: This is kind of where we were talking about the Giants before, trap game. I think that the Jets are going to – first of all, the Jets' offense is dependent on Brees Hall. The Denver Broncos are very good against the run. I think that they're going to limit Brees Hall a bit more. They're going to force Zach Wilson to throw Zach Wilson. Hasn't really had a great start to the season since coming back from injury based on the statistics. He's really owed the wins to Brees Hall. I hate to say it, but I got to side with the Broncos on this one. I think this is where the jets finally come back to earth. They've had a lot of lucky breaks lately. They beat up on a lot of bad teams. I will give them the Packers win. Cause I still think the Packers are Okay but they beat the Steelers when Kenny Pickett had to come in. They beat the Browns still in a weird game against Jacoby Brissett. They played the Dolphins when the Dolphins had to use their third string quarterback. I actually do like the Broncos on this one. How about you, Robert?
1: Yeah, despite me looking at what's possible here with, with Russell Wilson at quarterback and whether his hamstring is going to hold him back or whether he's going to play. I think that they do get the win here. It's, it's a weird, weird game where I think that they should be. They should be a far larger favorite. If you look at this game at the start of the year, uh, I mean, Denver was a, a six-point favorite you know, way back in May if we look into a future uh, future betting pool of, of week number seven. So uh, I don't think that we're going to see a, uh, a game that uh, Russ Wilson isn't going to be the quarterback for this one. I really think that he does come around and get this thing right. I think that Denver's defense will cause you're right. I think they'll cause some problems for the New York Jets that they haven't been able to see. Um, just go ahead and cross my fingers and say, Brett Rippon doesn't play and Denver gets the win here. So I'll pick Denver here in this matchup.
0: Who knows? Even if he plays, he might be an upgrade over Wilson considering yeah. how bad Wilson has played, but let's move on to the surprising Seahawks and the chargers. Robert. Chargers needed overtime to beat the said Broncos on Monday night. I thought the Chargers would play a lot better. They did not. What are we looking at for the odds here?
1: Actually, uh, focused on them this morning in, a, in another session. Uh, Seahawks sure are a fun bunch. I mean, they're three and three. There's some places that they didn't think they would get the three wins all season long. Uh, so the total uh, is set to, it was as high as 52. It's now 50. Uh, Chargers, a seven-point favorite, and it got bet all the way down to five.
0: Okay, I'm going with the Seahawks on this one. I think that the Chargers playing on a short week is going to affect them. They're still not totally healthy. Their defense gives up a lot of points. I know they just played the Broncos and limited the Broncos in their anemic offense of 16. But the San, Di- San Diego, the L.A. Chargers defense is not that good. Seattle can be a scoring machine if they want to. I think Kenneth Walker has is a real good spark for them. Geno Smith's playing like it's the best of his career. I like the Seahawks to cover on this one. How about you,
1: Robert? I, I do the same thing all the time, by the way. I don't know how long it's going to take me for me not to call them the San Diego Chargers. So, <laughs> Chargers, I really think that uh we, we've seen a really, really sparked uh and and violent Austin Eckler. Uh he's been incredible all pretty much after the first two games, he's turned it on, unlike anyone I've ever seen I actually think if we just look at his metrics he's ranked number one in a lot of them from the running back position I think we'll see a really steady dosage of him all week long all Sunday long for that matter and I think that they do get the win and cover that original number of seven that I put up way late Sunday night
0: all right another disagreement that's all good now let's move to the last game of the week and that's the Monday night game Wish we had a better matchup, but I got to see the Bears on primetime again, which I'm not really thrilled about. I think this is like the third time this year. I'm like, who's making these primetime schedules? But we do have <laughs> the Bears and the Patriots. What are we looking at for the odds here, Robert? The odd when I
1: see this, I always like to see some line movement, but this, this one also just simply hasn't changed one bit. Uh, Mac Jones or not, the Patriots, an eight-point favorite in the really low, and a total really low, 39.5. Yeah.
0: I got to go with the Patriots because there's just nothing that can compel me to bet Justin Fields and the Bears playing in New England. There really isn't. Bill Belichick coaches very well against rookie, well, not rookie, just rookie quarterbacks, but young quarterbacks. I think that New England has one of the better defenses that's a bit over, but that's a bit underrated. I think they're going to cause problems for the Chicago team that just can't seem to get it together. I'm going to side with the Patriots. I know it's a big number, but I'm going to go with the home team here. How about you, Robert?
1: The same thing here, uh, you know. Again, there's uh, if you are one of the very fortunate few to still be alive in a survivor or eliminator pool, however you want to call it, uh, New England would be my selection for this week. Uh, and uh, I feel, you know, they get the win, they get the cover here as well. I think the Bears are going to be outmatched, despite Belichick going on what looked what felt like a seven-minute soliloquy about how great the organization. The Chicago Bears are, I think he does that with everybody to make sure there's no bulletin board material. Right. And no bulletin head. Uh, so I, I do think Patriots secure the win here on Monday night and cover.
0: All right. Good to end with an agreement. So before we do close out for the week, Robert, what are some survivor? Well, I'm out of my survivor pool now, even my double elimination one. I took the Bucks last week. Obviously, we know what happened there. So I'm completely out, but I'm still giving people's tips. So, Robert, who do you like for survivor picks this week?
1: Yeah, the aforementioned New England Patriots uh, is definitely a survivor pick I could get behind. Not so, if you're looking to get a little sneaky and try and find someone that might not have any future value remaining, well, actually, the Patriots do hit that check mark as well. Uh, the other is that obvious, uh, you know, Tampa, if you want to go ahead and use them right now, it'd be very difficult for me to see them on the losing end of the bracket at the end of that 10 o'clock Pacific start time. And then the final is probably going to look at, well, I mean, we've talked about the Lions and how you like them to call the spread. I don't think that the Lions pick up the win in Dallas on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I think that my top pick, if I was picking Patriots, are a good pick this week. We don't know when else. I don't think ever again this year that they're going to be a lock to win. This is one of the locks this week. Raiders, even though I like the Texans to cover, I think this is a good week to pick the Raiders. If you want the safest bet you can make, take the Bucks over the Panthers. Even Ravens-Browns, even though I like the Browns cover, I think the Ravens might be a good one here. And then I'm going to go with the Dolphins over the Steelers as well. So hopefully that's good advice for you, but we are out of time. And before I sign off, Robert, any last thoughts, advice for the audience?
1: Oh, no, of course. Just as always, I sure do love Twitter and you could find us on Nothing But Locks. You could follow me, of course, at robert.c.kowalski. You could find me every once in a while chiming in with some of the things that I see here from a, at least a, a Northern Nevada, Bay Area perspective.
0: All right, very well said. Well, everyone, we thank you again for joining. Robert and I will be back on Monday recapping all the games, doing some uh, little games of uh, Buy or Sell and a few others that I'll have up my sleeve. So hope everyone Has a fantastic weekend, enjoys all the games, some MLB playoffs as well, and college football. We have NBA action already started this week, NHL NHL action has been going, so plenty to bet. It's a good time of year. Well, have a good weekend and take care.